What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Yeah, you went light on us last week. Yeah, I did. I did. Not this week, though. I was kind of trying to let you guys, you know, you know, be led and talk, but nobody wanted to be led and talk. So I've been led to ask a bunch of questions. Um, before we jump into Philippians with Paul, I just, you know, I know I asked you guys some questions, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to volunteer anybody, but, uh, you know, Michelle, if you want to just, you know, talk about the questions I ask. You know, feel free. Because before I before I before I before you answer, because I know you was ready to answer. Um, I just want everybody to get an idea of where we're going with this. Uh, it's about identity, right? And some of the things the Lord has me do a lot of times is I have to identify myself and how. And it's like it's like a matchmaking. <clears throat> God has this idea of me and what he wants me to be, right? And then I have an idea of me and what I want to be. So I have to identify what it is that I want to be as I'm trying to identify what it is God wants me to be in order for me to distinguish the two. Mm. And then, you know, and after I distinguish them, then I have to make a decision, what goes and what stays, right? So so I'm going to let – I think Michelle was about to say something. Sorry, Michelle. Go ahead. <laughs> Appreciate you. You said um, our, the question – the first question was, what character trait do I possess that I'm confident in? I think that's how to interpret that. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And, you know, I couldn't even address that without even reading Philippians and just thinking about, you know, I shouldn't be placing any confidence in any character trait that isn't my identity in Christ. And um, we get into trouble and danger, as I have all week, when I've been uh, placing my confidence in anything other than that. Because all those other things will fail because it's, in large part, relying on our own flesh to deliver And so I, I appreciated the first one. But then when you came back with the second question, I was like, oh, my God, is he, like, in my house? But um, the second question about what character trait um, that doesn't make me confident, it was like, man, just it, it cost a little, you know, I keep using the word repentant, but it, it cost a little, like, wow, God, is that what's going on here? that when I allow myself to operate in this mode, and so I went and looked up character traits to -hmm. see if I was really being convicted by the Holy Spirit or was I just on something. And Mm -hmm. so when I looked up character traits, I started seeing all the different ones that we kind of take pride in, like I'm loyal, I'm faithful, I'm this, I'm that. And the world would see this. That's a good thing to be that. It's good, but if you're in that, of your flesh and not led by the spirit, then that's not something you can trust in. 
And so for me, I'll just share it transparently. God is coming after my perfection spirit and ambition. And um, that's a character trait that when people describe it, they'll be like, man, she's so ambitious. Oh, boom, boom, boom. But at the same time, God can't use that because mm-hmm. where, where does he get the glory? Where does yeah. he get the glory? Oh, wow. where, where can he step in? And so for me, it was just, like I said, it was very convicting and definitely Holy Spirit-led because I just I had to deal with that. And um, I had an awesome brother in Christ yesterday just pray with me and he was talking about rebuking the spirit of perfectionism that's been over me, rebuking that spirit that is trying to come against what God wants to do in my character, what God wants oh. to shape. And so it was very humbling, and, um, and I just share with you transparently, it just, for me, it just made me see how far, how much I miss it. Oh, wow. You know, on a daily basis, I'm missing being able to really abide in him, being able really to be his vessel, being able to be used by him because I'm so busy trying to make sure that character trait shows up so people can say, you're hired, you're worthy, you get the contract, you're this, you're that, because then we're seeking approval of man and not the approval of God. So that's what I got. Amen. 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 That's good. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Oh wow! Thank you. That was awesome. That was awesome. Brother Jim. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, your two questions when I when 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 you when you threw that second one out there, I knew then. I hope I'm I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped. Not, not yes, really. and, and if you stop and think about it, it's, it's those kind of it's those kind of questions that we have to on a daily base basis yes. deal with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I can't come to the conclusion that I'm nothing without him. Yeah. And then try to be something without him. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, it it it, it floored me. Yeah. yeah. Because, because mm-hmm. just like just like she said, it's such a subtle thing, and yeah. and and you, and you spend your time according to men's standards. Hmm. Yeah. No, it, 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 just, it just. But then again, it also solidifies the fact that on a daily basis, we we have to experience repentance. Because he's yeah. revealing to us on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had, brother. He, and yes, sir. That's, two That's good. Questions. That's good. Genetic? Everybody's story is my story. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, when I uh, it was amazing when I was reading this <clears throat> the scripture. Uh, you know, I like to every week builds, and I tell people that, and it builds. You have to before. So let me say it like this: the the prodigal son had to go through a process, right? Yeah. Uh, when he asked for his portion. Uh, 
I mean, from his dad, and I don't know the process of how it happened, but when he asked for his portion, he had a desire to do something, right? Uh, and, and when he got his portion, that's what he did. He 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 basically fulfilled his lust. He fulfilled his desire, right? And after he wasted all of his money or after his, all of his funds were uh, depleted, uh, he he was basically at a loss, right? And then after he got at a loss, he found himself uh, needing essentials of life, right? He needed some essentials of life. He needed a place to stay. He, mm-hmm. he needed food, food right? He, he needed raiment, right? Uh, he needed garments, right? He needed all of those things. But he, he depleted all of his funds, and he couldn't afford to get those things. So he ended up in a, you know I mean, in a, in a pig pen or what have you, Uh but but as he was in that pen, right, he 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 was basically going through something. Something was beginning to process in his mind. It was like it was like something came to him, and he was thinking like, man, you know, I had it a lot better when I was with my father. You know, I had it a lot better when I was with my father. So 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 what began to happen was he began to identify who he was in this faith meaning in the position that he was in, he identified who he was, and then he identified what his father wanted him to be, right? But he didn't decide to be what his father wanted him to be. He just decided that if I went back to my father, maybe I could be this. So his desire changed, right? His desire wasn't like he, he, he didn't want to... He didn't want to have an inheritance from his father. No, he wanted to be a worker for his father. See, his desire changed. So in the fact that he identified where he was, he was like, I don't like where I am. I got to change this because I can't stay right here. So so I'm going to go back to my father. My father, he has servants. You know, he has sons. I'm his son, but he has servants. And maybe I could be a servant, and maybe he'll accept me back as a servant. But in order for me to do be this servant, I got to leave where I am. So he made a decision to leave where he was after he identified the, identified the two. So I, when I began to, to talk, I said, "You got, God has been leading me in this to identify me and identify what he would have me to be. And then when I match him up, what isn't and what God isn't wanting me to be, I have to leave it behind. I got to mm-hmm. leave it behind. So if you look at the prodigal son, he had to leave behind that mindset he had before he got into the pig pen. He had to leave that mindset behind. He had to change his way of thinking. And not only did he have to change his way of thinking, he had to change his actions. I have to choose to do something different than what I was doing that got me in this pig pen. So in the midst of that, he began his journey, right? He left that old mindset behind, right? And as he journeyed, when he got to his father, we all know that story. So mm-hmm. this process is the second, the building. It's like, what is the building? This is the building. I have to identify all of the things Michelle came out and said. I got to identify all of those things. I got to identify the good and the bad, right? And, and then I got to find somewhere. I got to find God in the middle of it because there's an ugly side of me, meaning this thing that has all of this confidence, this thing that yeah, says, yeah. I'm this, I'm that. I'm this, I'm that, da 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 da. But then there's this side of me that I try to hide, 
right? I try to hide this other side of me that says, you know, I'm not as great as I would like to be, or I hate. I would hate for people to pinpoint this particular thing about myself because if they saw it, then they'll know that I'm not as great mm-hmm. as I think I am, right? Wow. But, but, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still, it's still a sense of pride. Even in that, it's like, well, hold up, why is that proud? How are you being proudful in that manner? Because you're neglecting the very thing that God says you are. You're neglecting the very thing that God says you are. So what I have to do, I got to look at this thing that I think is so great, and I got to look at the thing that I say is so bad, and I got to find what God is saying about me right in the middle. And everything that. that's opposite of what God is saying, I got to leave it behind. I got to, like you said, I got to repent. I got to turn from it. And I got to be like that prodigal son. I got to leave it and go back to my father. I got to leave it and go back to my father. But this is where the kicker comes in, right? Because within that, all of that, all of that, there's a desire that has to take place. There's this desire, right? Because it started, my desire, it started with a desire to get my portion and leave my father and go do whatever I wanted to do with my portion, right? And that's in anything, right? Michelle pointed out, I love, I love how she pinpointed all of that out. She basically gave you the story in the picture, right? She says something of being a perfectionist. That's a desire, mm-hmm. right? Desire to be a perfectionist. So then you start doing all of these things to become that particular thing, right? You, gotta, you, you start pursuing that. You start whatever it is. You start leaving behind all of these imperfection stuff to be a perfectionist. You've got to leave it behind one way or the other, right? And you start working. You start working. You're diligently working and working and working. To be that, and I'm going to use myself as an example, one of the things that gives me a lot of confidence is my inner strength. I have this will that just says I'm not going to back down from anything. I don't care what it is, I'm not going to back down, right? So then what I end up doing is I end up training myself body physically to be prepared for things such as that, right? I'm training, I'm training, and I'm gung-ho about it. And God's over here in the background not, you know what I mean, being left out because I'm so busy doing me. Not thinking yeah. that I'm doing it. I'm like, I got to be prepared for everything, right? No, but God is over in the background like, what about me? What about me? Mm. Right? And so then the, next, the question that follows, and, and it's rhetorical. I'm not going to ask you guys to, uh, to answer the question. But the question that follows is this. What is God? How does God identify you? What is he saying you are, Right? Because that's the question you got you got to know as believers. God is saying something about us, you know, and we can go through the scriptures and name out. Oh, well, He's calling us His children. He's He's calling us more than conquerors. He's calling us all these saints. He's calling us, you know, priests, royal priests. He's calling us kings. He's calling us all of these various things. Some prophets, prophetess. He's calling us all of these various things, right? The question now is. How do you identify with that? How do you identify with that? How do you identify with what God is calling you? The prodigal son, he was like, man, you know, I could just be a servant. But when he got to his father's father, father welcomed him back in the fold, like, man, you know, you're my son. Bring the fatted cat, put a robe on him, put a ring on him. You're my son. I'm welcoming you back into the family. You're not a servant. You're my family. 
how are you identifying with what God is calling you? It starts with your desire, right? It starts mm-hmm. with your desire. It's, do you have a desire to identify with what God is calling Do you have a desire to do so? Do I have a desire to do so? Or am I going to keep relying on my inner strength? Am I going to keep relying on me being prepared? Because one thing God always tells me, you're not going to be prepared for everything. Oh. Not, you're not going to be prepared for everything. So then when I look at Paul, I look at Paul, and Paul is just another example, just another reference point, right? And I love how he brought this out. Because if you read the beginning of uh, Philippians 3, he starts out talking to the Philippians and telling them to be aware. Be aware of the dogs. Be aware of the mutilators of the flesh. That's the NIV. But what, what he's telling them essentially is be aware of the people that are saying the people that are physically circumcised and saying they are right mm-hmm. and people that are physic- that aren't physically circumcised, they're not right. See, the people that were physically circumcised were putting confidence in the fact that they were circumcised physically. Because the Philippians, well, you know, they were the Gentiles. They weren't of the stock of the, uh, they, they weren't Hebrews. They weren't descendants of Abraham. They were Gentiles. Right. right? So, so Paul is telling them, hey, 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 be aware of those people that are telling you you're not of the fold of Christ because you're not physically circumcised. Don't don't listen to them people. And then he went on to say this, I am of that stock. I am of that tribe. I'm a Hebrew of a Hebrew. He's bragging, right? He's boasting, mm-hmm. right? When it came to the, to the law, psh, I was a Pharisee. I mean, he's boasting. He's boasting. He's giving his resume. He's, he's handing it out. He just put it out there. He said when it came to zeal, what? Psh, then I persecuted the church. I persecuted people that weren't following the law. He could have went on and said, man, I, assented, I, I basically agreed or consented to Stephen's death. Yeah. I okayed that. I was right there holding their clothes, amen in it. That was me. That's my physical resume. But then guess what he said right after that? I can't do it all. But to know Christ, all of that. I count it as dung. dung. I count it as cow manure. I look at it as something that you, you, you have disposed of and then you turn your back on it. Nobody goes back to things they've disposed of unless that's all they got, right? <laughs> if they don't have nothing more to look forward to, then they got to go back to what they've disposed of, right? But Paul has something to look forward to. What, what? I want to know Christ. I want to, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. I turned my back on that. So he had a desire. He displayed a desire. He wants to know Christ. He wants to know the, you see, what he, he wants to identify with Christ's resurrection. I want to identify with his suffering. These were his desires. This, this is what God desired of him, right? So his whole mindset shifted. It shifted. So, so, so when you begin to look at yourself, when I look at myself, I have to identify what I'm desiring, what God is desiring. Okay, what is God desiring? What is God desiring? God is desiring something in particular. And it lines up with what Paul, what, what Paul is identifying himself with, knowing Christ, right? This is eternal life. This is John 17. I think it's 3 and yeah. 4. Uh, what is eternal life? To know, to know God and him who he has sent, to know God and Jesus. That's eternal life. So if I'm going to spend my eternity, if I'm going to spend somewhere in eternity, I might as well start doing eternal life things now, right? Now. 
if eternal life is knowing Christ in, in God, then I need to start getting to know him now. I need to spend I need to I need to part right as Michelle said, I need to part right there in his presence and never mm-hmm. leave. I need to try my give my utmost attention and desire to getting to know him now. If I desire eternal life with him. Right? If I desire eternal life with him, that needs to be occupying my time. Not not how tough I can be, right? Or how much when I look at my other side, the insecurities, how much I don't have control of myself, how much I am not in control of mine own safety. Yeah. You know I mean, my insecurities, I need to not focus so much on my insecurities and hiding my insecurities and beefing up my security. No, I need to focus on what God is saying about Yeah. I need to focus on where God is mm-hmm. wanting me to be. Mm-hmm. I need to focus on what God is wanting of me, right? Wow. You see what uh, I'm saying? This, this is uh, where this is where my attention should be, right? And then it's easier to turn my back on those insecurities, yeah. on those securities, right? And I said a lot. I said a lot. That's, uh, Go ahead, please. That's amazing. I love. I love it. I receive it. Let me get used to it now because this is what eternal life is anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So let me practice it now and get used to it now. This is what I have to look forward to. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Chief. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. And isn't it amazing how many things distract us from that simple concept? Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Because of all the, with all our planning, our agendas, our aspirations, our desires, we want to be everything but a child, a, a child of God. Everything yeah. but being, everything but being His people. Yeah. We're still trying to find our place in, or our niche in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How easily we're distracted. How yeah. easily I'm distracted. Oh, my we God. All are. We all are. Yes, Lord. And we How never, can I and forget we, something so great? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. We never think about how we displease God by that. Yeah. May I interject yeah. something here? Yes, please. Please. The salvation that we have came from God. Yeah. And I heard pastors say, it's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I'm very happy about is that the work that God began in us, God will complete it, not us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. A great work. And he told us, I will complete that work. So it's a humbling that we must do. Yeah. Yes. To flesh. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we humble ourselves to the Lord. 
And we cut all this old fleshy stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Yes. Because when we come into this world, we're taught certain things. Yeah. But when we get saved, we find out the, a lot of that stuff. We, it's when we come into this world, it's about self-preservation. Learn yeah. to be independent. Learn to mm. do it yourself. Learn mm-hmm. to handle your own business. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you're the master of your ship. And yeah. then yeah. we have to relearn that we're the master of nothing. Nothing. Mm. Right. Mm. We're not even the master of knowing him and the power That's of his right. resurrection. That's right. So I am so glad that he is the one that started the process, and he is the one that will Let's finish. finish it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And all I have to do is humble myself and realize that I can do nothing without him. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Get out the way. We can't even set the priority. That's it. You don't even have a mind without him. Amazing. That's good. And what it comes back to? And unseen. Y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know how God keeps up. And what I come back to in each time, what I come back to each time, it's your decision. It's your decision. God's doing the work. Jesus testifies to that. God's doing the work. Yes. But am I choosing God? Hey. Or am I choosing against him? Hey. And, it, and it's subtle. It's subtle. It's so subtle. It's so subtle. You know, we have an agenda. God has an agenda. Is my agenda God's agenda? Right. <laughs> you know, and I I, uh, I like to put it in those simple terms like that because we can relate to that, right? If, if my desires are not God's desires, then why do I have my desires? Mm-hmm. Right. Because what right. what? why are we doing this, right? Why are we doing this? Because we want to know God, because we want to understand, we want to experience the relationship we had with him in the garden. You know what I'm saying? And I always go back to, I think I was telling someone this the other day, I can't remember or not, but you think about a parent supporting you. You just want them to be there and all that you're doing, right, right. You're little and whatever you're doing, you want to make sure they're watching you, you know, they're they're catering to you. You just want to be around them. You want them to be around you. That's that's the that's the illustration of us with God. We want to know that God is watching us, God is listening to us, God is just catering to us, and He is. But the fact of the matter is, are we with Him? Are we that same way with Him? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I am I so committed to Him? All I see, all I see is what He wants. Yeah. So mm-hmm. probably not, right? But we gather together, we come together on this phone line, and, and we share our experiences, we share our knowledge, we share our truth. We, 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 we reference scriptural uh, examples where God was so, you know what I mean, uh, involved with his people, whether Old Testament or New, 
right? We reference that, and when we know that God is still the same God, so we can all interact with Him in the same manner. But are we choosing to? Are we choosing to? I leave you with that. I leave you with that. I pr- I I, uh, I proud you to make make a conscientious decision to say, you know what? I'm gonna focus more on God. Yeah. Every hour, and you can do it hour mm. by hour, and in whatever you're involved in, I'm gonna focus on God. Though, if I'm in traffic, I'm gonna focus on God. Yeah. Mm. If I'm at work and somebody may get on my nerves, I'm gonna focus, focus on God. Focus on God. If my children are just ugh, running me rampant, I'm gonna focus on God. Hey man. My boss or whoever, I'm gonna focus on God, and I'm gonna make a conscientious decision to focus on God. Not only that, I'm going to do what he's telling me to do in that instance. Be humble. Don't curse him out this time. Don't curse him out this time. Whatever it is, I don't know. I'm not going to beat my children right now. I'm going I'm to I'm talk to them. I'm going to talk to them, and I'm, I'm not going to beat them in anger. I'm gonna, if I do beat them, I'm going to beat them in love. If, if that, that's oxymoronic, and I'm being facetious. But, but I'm going to think about what God and all that I'm doing, and I'm going to choose to do what he's telling me. Hmm. Choose to do I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's all I have, folks. That's all I have. Well, it was it was fulfilling what you had. <laughs> and it was, Praise God. It was good. That really jerked me back to reality. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bless you all and thank you for participating. Yes. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.